Enterprise Leadership. We're in season four. We're in episode 10 or 12. I don't know, one of the two. But we're back and we are excited to share. This is like a mini episode or a mini drop today. Wouldn't you call it that? Yeah, I think that we would call it that. And it's a great opportunity as we approach the holidays to think about inclusivity. Yes, I agree. And what are we drinking today? Why don't we tell everyone? I'm drinking coffee with steamed heavy cream. <laughs> oh, okay. My dog is hitting the bells because every single time that we start recording, either your dog is drinking yeah. a significant amount of water yeah, or my dog is hitting the bells. <laughs> what are we doing today? Well, right, I've already had a coffee because I've been up because my niece spent the night last night. So we got up at like seven and went to Starbucks and got our lives together. So now I'm drinking water. Yeah, yeah. So again, we are caffeinated and hydrated. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and we're ready to go. We're excited. Mm -hmm. How many bottles of Prosecco have you received from staff this year? This year? Mm -hmm. I think maybe like three, which is on the lower end, but it hasn't been Christmas time yet. (laughs) Christmas is right around the corner. And my guess is that that'll be the number one gift for you this year. I, I know. I, I love Prosecco. It just, any time throughout the year, it's always good. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, never it's old. hard to find a drink like that. Yeah. So sure. today we have a special guest on. We have Barry Levin and she is the executive director of the I Am Able Foundation. And she reached out to you and I because she is kickstarting a really unique company where she helps both adults with learning differences as they get older to connect with others and get some resources. But she also has a focus for middle schools that are out there that are looking for inclusivity, um, a playbook kind of discussion questions for parents, for students, for teachers, which is really unique because most companies focus on one or the other. And this one is kind of for everybody, which we haven't had yet, which I think is awesome. Yeah, I like that she talks about the invisible difference. And uh, there, if you go to weallearndifferently.com and iamablefoundation.org, you will see some great resources. I was on there looking at different blogs and those would be appropriate for educators, for students, uh, or for parents, because we know that this is a, a topic of interest for a lot of our listeners. It really is. And especially, I think the discussion questions for parents, I think is a really good resource. Um, Just because I think that sometimes, I think all the time people want to have conversations with their kids about inclusivity and, you know, different ways that people learn or how they uh, might present themselves, but they don't know where to start and they don't want to be ignorant to things. So I think that this is a good resource for anybody listening to use. Yeah, so we would encourage you to go to IamAbleFoundation.org or WeAllLearnDifferently.com and just take a look. I I think what a lot of educators, because I know that mostly our audience is educators, but they are all over social media, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Mm -hmm. and lots of opportunities that are out there. So whatever platform you're on, they are also on. So it's kind of, you know, they're... They're off the ground and running, but they really have an interest to get more into middle schools in particular, which I know is a passion for you and a passion for me. We both taught middle school and I was a school principal for years and years and years, but there's also this focus on the storytelling aspect. 
and students being able to tell their story. If you're a teacher, there's questions, there's a survey, it's called a playbook, that there's questions for teachers to ask their students. And I know that that's an, of interest as well. Like, how do you learn? What does it look like? And so as a teacher, it's great to have a resource that you can have that's going to be able to give you some good feedback into your students. The other thing that I really liked about Barry is that she talks about the impact that we have as educators, but a lot of it, we don't really recognize it until years and years and years later. You know, later. when a, a student is in his or her thirties and reaches out to you and you're like, wow, you remember me? So uh, hopefully we have some listeners that are out there hearing that and think, okay, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, and I do agree with what you just said. I think that a lot of times, especially when you have a student that is struggling in school, whether that's social emotionally or maybe academically or maybe both, I think educators can get discouraged if they keep thinking like, I've tried everything or even parents, like I've tried everything. I've talked to everybody. I've looked at every blog, every website. I've talked to ABA. I've talked to um, BCBAs. I've talked to everybody and nothing is working. And then I think the power that comes later in hearing from that individual that like, oh, all of those things, even though every day it used to really bother you or was struggling you, like it made a huge difference in my life. And I think that is something, it's like the beautiful light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. And I think that right now for a lot of educators, uh, number one, they're ready for a break. Yep. Let's be totally honest. And some educators are looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. Am I really making that difference? What does that look like? And uh, I think that there's really some power in telling the stories. And I think that she hits hard on that, that there's mm -hmm. power in storytelling and we've all got a story to tell. And I like some of the ideas that she gives about some of these resources you can do during advisory and half day opportunities. It's not in addition, it's not an additional curriculum that's an add on. It really should be embedded in what, look, yeah, what inclusivity can look like in your organization. And so, her, you know, this is specific with middle schools, but I think any educator, if you check it out, you're going to find something for you. I agree. And I think this is a friendly reminder to all educators that are out there right now and even parents, your words really do matter. So when you are working with a student that might be struggling, your words matter both in front of that student and when that student's not there. I think that's something really important to remember because I think you speak things into existence. I'm a firm believer in that. And I think that it does matter the way that you talk about and portray that student to other people when other people are not in the room or, you know, if you're frustrated having somebody you can go to to vent properly. I don't know. I just think that's something that we're really lacking in education right now. And I don't know if that's confidentiality. I don't know if that's finesse. I don't know if that's just regularly being a good human, but I think it's a good reminder, especially now because the holidays are coming up and some kids are going to homes that they might or might not be excited about. So you might see more behaviors now than you ever have. And I think it's good to keep in mind. I'm, a, I'm off my rant now. It was a great rant and I loved it. And it's so true. And you know what it made me think of? We have an entire section in our book talking about this. Yeah, we do. Hey, our book's coming out soon. As everyone knows, if you are a podcast listener or you follow us on Twitter, we've got a book coming out and we're really, really excited about that opportunity too. So if you haven't checked us out on Amazon, the book cover is up and ready, but I just think that some of our listeners, this is a, a quick 
short episode this week, but some of our listeners are really going to get a lot out of Barry Levin. Yep. All right. So without further ado, we're going to hear from our Sparkle sister, Dr. Bhavna Sharma Lewis. She's going to take it away. Hi, everyone. This is Bhavna Sharma Lewis with today's Sparkle Spotlight. I was at a conference a few months ago and someone said to me, I love your brand and I love how you always sparkle on. It's so fun and fabulous. I thanked them and said, you know that Sparkle On actually stands for my districts and my core values. The person looked at me strangely and said, what do you mean? I said, Sparkle On is definitely fun and fabulous and I love the energy it brings out in people. But each letter stands for an important core value that I truly believe in and I hope comes out in how I live and lead each day. S, service. P, passion. A, advocacy. R, respect. K, kindness. L, love. E, equity. O, opportunity. N, nurture. All those letters spell out sparkle on. So I challenge you to define your brand in 2024. What does it mean to you? Do you live and lead with that brand at the center of your heart? Remember, your brand is what people say about you when you are not in the room, what you want them to say about you. I hope others say, sparkle on about me. Cheers to living your best life. Happy holidays. Happy 2024. And yes, sparkle on. All right, everyone. We are here with Barry Levin, she is the executive director of the I Am Able Foundation. She was a special education teacher for over 30 years, and we are very excited to have her on. Isn't that right, Courtney? Yes, we're so excited. Barry had reached out to me and said that she followed some of my work, which was really an honor, and sent me some information. And I reached out to Kate and said, we need to have Barry on our podcast. So welcome to Unsupervised Leadership. Barry, tell us a little bit about yourself. And more importantly, what's your favorite drink? <laughs> um, well, thank you for having me. It's been a, it's an honor to have uh, me on here and um, tell uh, a little bit about myself. I um, was a special educator for 34 years and the majority of my career was middle school. So um, the terminology is either you love teaching middle school or you totally dislike it. And I loved it. So that was something that really stood out for me of really working on building relationships with my students and um, allowing them to feel comfortable with who they are. Um, that to me was a, was a huge factor. Um, I have been involved in many different um, opportunities to help um, learning disability, the special needs community. I was uh, on the board for Special Kids Network, which was a local charity in Illinois. Um, and then I recently got involved in the I Am Able Foundation. A friend of mine, Aaron, um, who's the founder of the I Am Able Foundation, he has uh, dyslexia and ADHD. And I had him speak in my classroom through before the pandemic, we did Skype and he shared his experiences of what it's like having a learning disability and being successful and all the, 
the, the triumphs and working on your strengths. So I, I did a lot of that my last five to seven years of teaching is really work on getting my students an opportunity to hear from other people who have learning differences. Um, and that really seemed to help drastically. It gave them that self-confidence. Um, and, and, you know, I know middle school, you know, they're not going to remember everything. You know, I helped them learn about their IEP and help them learn about um, their accommodations and to start the process of learning how to advocate for themselves so that at least in high school, they have some of that backbone, um, those strategies. And I talked to them about helping them learn to go to their case manager because that's who they're uh, there for to help them, to support them and gave them at confidence level. So when talking with Aaron, when um, I retired, um, he said that, you know, he wanted to create something that, you know, would help other people in the invisible difference community um, that he didn't have that opportunity when he was younger. So we're working on um, helping, you know, the, we want to create a more inclusive world by increasing the invisible, the visibility of neurodivergent learning styles through community and storytelling in the workplace and schools. So for us, we wanted, you know, nationally to go from the school age children all the way to adults uh, because people as adults still have a difficult time talking about their neurodiversity and visible differences. And that's something, you know, besides the school system, we, we wholeheartedly believe. So that's a little bit background. My passion is helping the community. I continue to do it. I love it. And for me, you know, when you have recently, I had a student come back to, well, a student found me on link on, on um, Instagram. And I didn't know if I actually I reached that student because he was a very quiet, withdrawn student. And for him to find me on Instagram and then want to, to engage in conversation, to me, that what that says it all is that I did make a difference and just letting him know that I was there for him. And, and that is key for some of my former students. They do come back out to me and reach them, even though some of them are 32 years old. Um, you know, I'm here to support them and give them advice when they want it and just someone to listen to them because uh, times they don't get validated. And that's what we need to do is give them some of that validation. As far as my favorite drink, I'm not a big drinker, but I guess my big drink is Amaretto Stone Sour, if that's, you know, what my drink is. Oh, very gosh. That takes me back to maybe my college days. You're dating me right now. But you know what I hear you saying too, and I love this. And we have so many teachers and educators that listen to our podcast. I first of all, thank you for being an educator for 30 plus years. That in and of itself is a great legacy. But so many educators struggle with do I really make a difference? And one of the things I think we have to realize is we make a huge difference and sometimes we don't even know the difference that we've made in a student's life until years and years and years later which i hear that coming out from you uh loud and proud so thank you thank you for your service thank yeah. you thank you i love it it's it's my passion and you know people all around me know 
that this is my continued work in any way I can because I, I, I love making a difference and allowing. It's just so important. You know, some people need, you know, they need validation. Uh, one of my former students responded to me that he's trying something different. He's a, a teacher assistant in a special ed classroom. And he's like, I finally found my way. And I said to him, he's like, I think he is like 33, 32 years old. And I said, I'm proud of you. And he's like, thank you for that. Because that's the first time I heard that in a very long time. And mm. it, it, it goes a long way. Just, you know, validating, you know, these kids who have struggled. And it's yeah. okay that they finally found themselves at 32. You know, it's yeah. okay. Totally. Yeah, that's something that I think people need to, you know, hear and know. And I think it's a good message for special educators and educators in general right now. Just you're going to help a kid and it might not look like it today or tomorrow, but in a couple of years, you'll never know the profound impact you have for them. So Barry, tell our listeners a little bit about the I Am Able Foundation and how we all the, how we all learn differently initiative for middle schools. Okay, so the we uh, I Am Able Foundation we um, have been around for two and a half years, and I do have to say I'm really proud of the work that we've done in the short amount of time with limited resources. We we have created empowerment groups where we have um, a small neurodiverse group um, of four to five to six adults who, know, who are neurodiverse. We wanted to start with adults and give them an opportunity and a place to kind of just gather together and talk about their strengths, their, their challenges and get to know each other because some do have difficulty creating friends so this is an opportunity. We are doing it in person. However, we're starting the groups, obviously, through Zoom um, to get it going. And then our goal is to get a leader and continue. Uh, we do have text groups um, that, you know, we share, we talk, you know, through the text group. And, you know, hey, I have difficulty with time management. What have you guys have tried? And so we kind of, you know, talk about those issues or concerns, um, something that I shared with the group about my, even my organization and, you know, getting feedback and somebody said, oh, I just ordered this on Amazon. I'm going to try it. That's great. And, you know, it's also about feeling comfortable with who they are and that they could, they've also, you know, that they're not alone. You know, they still have that feeling, even as adults, that they're alone. And so this allows that opportunity. So we do empowerment groups. Um, our big thing is, is also storytelling, you know, doing. And, and we recently had gotten, uh, with the help of uh, Educating All Learners Alliance, we received a grant um, to create the We All Learn Differently initiative. And that is, again, we believe in the heart of also storytelling helps the conversation. And so what we did is we created a video um, and Aaron, the founder who's LD and ADHD, he, this is his gift is being able to talk and, you know, getting kids to feel comfortable and, and share their story. Um, he had just met these kids who were middle school students and was able to get a lot of information out and they were comfortable to talk about it because he's coming from the perspective of it, you know, sharing his LD story as well. 
but we got some teachers and the middle school kids just talking about how they learn bullying, you know, came up in there as well. And the whole presence is, um, is about, we all learn differently. And then once we had the video, we created a playbook where we, um, had an opportunity to create questions for teachers to ask their students uh, about how they all each student learns and you know, talking about learning differences a little bit as well because again our goal was to, to also give some empathy and understanding of what kids may be feeling like in school as they go because they may learn differently and that's okay and that's what we're trying to get the message across so we created the questions for teachers we created games and art projects so that the conversations can happen in the classroom we created it where i created it based off of not wanting to have another curriculum because again as a teacher i understood here's one more thing they're throwing at me we want this just to be an opportunity you know, um, and, you know, through an advisory program or through, you know, when there's a half a day and they do different activities, create this opportunity to have show the video, have discussions. Maybe the art teacher could do some art projects and that could come and have some questions and discussions while the art class is going on. So that's what we wanted to create. And then the last piece was for we created questions for parents so that parents could start also having conversations with their child about their own learning and their own learning difference um, to create that. So we've been in a couple of schools and the response, you know, the kids are, it brought out discussions and then they did small groups and they were able to kind of talk about how they all learn differently. And a feedback from one student said that, um, you know, the kids had guts getting up there and talking about it. And I, I applaud them so that we can understand how they learn. Now, to me, that that's that's the bulk of, of, of you know, what we wanted to create is conversations in the classroom. So our goal is to get um, the We All Learn Differently into many middle schools throughout the United States, because, again, it's all about conversation and empowering the learning disability and learning difference community, but also sharing with people who haven't had that experience. But you know what? Hey, I'm a visual. I learned best this way. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's, yeah. you know, where, where that all came about. Yeah. yeah. And Kate and I both taught middle school. Remember those yeah. days? Yeah. We did. It I, takes you know special people to teach middle school. It does. And you know what I love about what you're saying, Barry, is that you have essentially two platforms in one, right? Like you have the I Am Able Foundation where adults that maybe have gone through some different learning differences are able to get some support, share their story, find a community of people that can support them or help them find resources. But you're also creating a playbook per se for students and parents and teachers at the middle school level on a, how do you start to have these conversations? How do you empower kids to tell their story? And how can we, you know, make a space for everybody so that we can start to have those conversations that don't turn into bullying or, oh, this person's different, or I'm going to stay away from them because of this. So absolutely love that. Yeah. Thank you. The invisible difference uh, really does 
matter. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that, but I want you to tell us about as a retired educator. So we feel like you have a lot of experience to share here. What would be one thing if you could change about the special education system itself, if you could go back and change one thing, what would it be? Either for kids, for families, for educators, what would that one thing be for you? Oh, you know, to me, it's that comfort level. I mean, I've come from back in the day where parents didn't even talk to their children at all, and kids didn't know why they were in special ed classes or why were they pulled away there was never that discussion so you know that piece of it um and you know it's come a long way but we still have a long way to go and i believe that especially at the middle school level with the we all learn differently i i think we all need to be comfortable talking about these discussions so that way all kids could feel confident with who they are when they get to high school. Um, I, I also believe in, okay, that's my one thing I do have, <laughs> um, you know, the federal government, how we have to label kids, um, you know, and the dyslexia, because we don't have dyslexia as a category. You know, we don't use the terminology dyslexia in the schools as much as we should. Um and, you know, that's, that's something that I wish we could get rid of the labels, be, but we have to because of the feds um, and allowing the special ed students to get the services. So I guess my two things would be to have those conversations um, and then to get rid of the labeling. Yeah, the labels... Uh, are a thing, that's for sure. And that conversation comes from comfort level of families and different educators and that partnership, which Kate and I talk about all of the time. So those are two really good ones. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Barry, we have, this is a two-part question. So how do our listeners get in touch with you if they're interested in the foundation? So if you could share, you know, your LinkedIn, your Twitter handle, any type of social media. And then outside of that, who are some fabulous F4 leaders that our listeners should be following that you know? And an F4 leader is a fun, fabulous, fierce female that is basically changing the world. Okay. Um, so we're all over social media. Um for me at LinkedIn, it's I Am Able Foundation. Um, we do have um, Instagram and Twitter. It's I Am Able FDN. There is another organization called I Am Able Foundation. However, we spell it out I A M A B L E Foundation.org. Uh, so there's another actual, like I said, foundation in Illinois. It just so happens to be. So you need to be careful with that. Um, we are on YouTube. We have more sharing stories on the I Am Able Foundation as well. We're on um, TikTok, I Am Able Foundation, um, Twitter, you name it, we're on it. And um, who else to follow? Um, actually, 
a former professor of mine who um, I met way back in the day from Illinois State University. Her name is Tony McCarty. Um, and she, um, she was fabulous. She works, she continues to do amazing work, but what she's doing is she creates, she's been working on a foundation and working on creating grant, helping teachers with grant writing. And that is really incredible. Um, it's Tony McCarty uh, Rockets now. Um, and she's just, I still talk to her to this day. We still get together every so often. And she was my role model to become the teacher who I am. And it's, it's amazing that um, I still have the relationship and the passion that she still has to help educators is amazing. Love that. She would be someone that we could all follow and we will make sure that we shout her out as well. Listen, Barry, we are so glad that you reached out to come on to the pod today. We so appreciate you. Kate, wasn't this great? It really was. And it was very enlightening. And I think our listeners now have an extra resource that they can look into, you know, whether they're in the middle school, if they're an administrator, if they're a parent, if they're a student, you know, we've got a lot of different people that listen. And I think you have a lot of different avenues to help um, offer our listeners. Thank you for having me. Definitely. I mean, I would love you guys to go to weallearndifferently.com. We have our video up there. And if you want to put in your email address, we can send you the playbook. And we do have pre and post surveys for the uh, students. And um, we have a survey for the teachers as well, you know, to collect. We'd like to collect some data to see, you know, how we can improve and what kids are, and teachers are thinking as well. So we would love for people to check it out because we believe that this really can make a difference. Great. Well, Barry, like Courtney said, we're so happy to have you on today. And to all of our listeners, don't forget, if you don't have a seat at the table, you can always sit with us. Until next week.